Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Paradox. I'm Josh. I'm Jimmy. Welcome all of you who are my fans. <laughs> That's weird. No, we have fans. But, yeah. But they're, I, they're fans. Something like that. I expect groupies outside the office. Like 60-year-old men? Mm. In black leather? <laughs> Just b biker gangs? No, that was not what I was thinking, but still. Um, we are talking about how our wives today, we're on the show, we're going to be talking about how our wives are to submit to us. Amen. As men. And everybody with a Y chromosome said, Amen. amen. As men, we are superior. Yes. And we deserve the utmost respect. Like the church respects Christ. Amen. And women should not speak, not only in church, but also within the home. Unless spoken to, or if it's dinner's ready. <laughs> then she's allowed to speak? Mm -hmm. She can say okay. that. Um, what else? Anything else? Uh, obviously, sexual needs met. Boo! <laughs> Let's start. Let's rephrase. <clears throat> Let's start with the sexual needs being met, <laughs> and then she can talk about dinner being ready. <laughs> and then anything? Um, no. And no, then it's those. just rubbing your feet. Food and sex. Okay. Um, and babies and barefoot in the kitchen. Yes. These things. And not as much rubbing my feet as it is kissing okay. my feet. Okay. Which yeah, I, yeah. I weirdly kind of prefer. <laughs> um... Who's yes. the guy with the foot fetish? Hmm? Isn't there some politician? No, he was a coach. Uh, what's his name? Big, fat. Uh, New York Jets. Uh, Brother. Yeah, uh, Ryan. Uh, buddy yes, Ryan. Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. Yeah, just throw out Buddy. <laughs> the 70s coach, their dad. Yes. Um, sorry. That was kind of a terrible intro. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we're sticking with it because we're professionals Something and we like have that. fans. So I was approached, um, we were at a conference last year, uh, kind of promoting the show and talking with people, uh, mingling with the laid back country folk. And um, we, I was approached by a gentleman hearing that we had a marriage and family podcast and he asked me if I was complimentary or egalitarian. And you say, no, I'm Baptist. <laughs> I'm vegetarian. I'm <laughs> vegetarian. Uh, well, obviously, right, as the expert, I have to go, oh, yes. Who has mm. a master's, I'm looking at it, in marriage and family therapy. Yep. And then a PhD in counseling. I am just a marriage and family pro. Mm -hmm. So I had to fake like I knew what the hee-haw he was talking about. <laughs> and then quickly Google what he was talking about. <laughs> While he's about. not looking. But, so this is actually a conversation that people have, and it is a... Oh, people don't have this. Some do. Very bored people without a job have this conversation. So very quickly, an egalitarian viewpoint of marriage believes that both are equal um, and that they focus on the mutual submission piece. Wrong. 
<laughs> a complementary viewpoint says that both have complementary roles, husband and wife, um, but that husband is the clear spiritual leader. Oh, yeah. Um, which doesn't sound very complimentary to me, but okay, I get it. Correct. So it's just, it's an interesting dialogue. We thought it would be a cool thing to talk about on the show today. Because no one talks about it. This is the third rail that no one ever wants to talk about. I mean, there's a few of these in scripture, but this is definitely one of them. Um, well, we don't, so us 30 something sit around and it's at points in Bible study, we talk about what it means for the man to be the leader but we kind of throw up our hands and never really talk about the 10, 15, 20 verses that talk about wives submitting. Like we don't know what that means and we get very uncomfortable with that. Well, normally um, because the only time this issue comes up a lot of times is when a guy pulls the God card and says, well, you know, I know we've talked about it and you disagree, but I am the God-ordained leader of the heart. <laughs> right. So and I'm going to rule with an iron fist. We're getting the bass boat. <laughs> that, Which is terrible. We, you know, so it, really, the only time it ever just you know, like raises its ugly head is probably when a guy tries to abuse it. Yeah. So there's this tension within me. I want to focus on, and I believe this to be correct, um, the idea of mutual submission and the idea that Which we are... Which is also scriptural. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ephesians 5. And the idea that we're both leaders in the home, and when we have dis- important or unimportant decisions, that we both come to an agreement and decide on it together. But then it does kind of suggest within Scripture a hierarchy. Um, it, it's I think it's 1 Peter 3 where it talks about as part of the fall, um, women are subject to their husbands. And so it's, I like to just ignore those things, but to tell you the truth, as a marriage and family therapist, there's a lot of tension within me and hesitancy to even go there, much less think about it and actually talk about it. For example, we are not, there are these issues uh, that come up that culturally make us sort of uncomfortable. Some people are, are going to deny that the Bible says that homosexuality is wrong. Um, you know, there's, you know, w- one of the things we want to not mention is, oh, well, you know, if you divorce and remarry, you're committing adultery. La, 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 let's not even, let's play like that's not sure. fair. Um, and this is definitely one of those where we want to live our lives as though this part of scripture doesn't exist. And we are not afforded that opportunity. Um, Therefore, we have to acknowledge what Scripture says. And it does talk about mutual submission. And when it does talk about, you know, hey, you know, women are to respect their husbands and men are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Well, how did Christ love the church? This is when you want to bring everybody together. Um, if you're a wife, you might want to pause this. Wait till you get your husband in the car. And then let's talk about it with everyone present. Because <clears throat> I think it's incumbent upon us that we understand that all scriptures God breathed. So those aspects of scripture that talk about a woman's submission, is he just this misogynist hate monger? Um, 
I mean, would Jesus put the vagina cap on and march in parades? Probably not. Probably not. But still, it's, it makes us uncomfortable. And yet it's there. And we always say, well, if, if it's in God's word, God loves us and he has that for our betterment. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But I have no choice. But again, I, th- in my opinion, if we take from the guy's point of view, first and foremost, what is leadership within the home? Well, one of the most glaring and obvious discussions of leadership was when they were arguing about who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom. And Jesus goes, these guys are just not getting it. And so he strips down, gets the water, and he washes the disciples' feet. This idea that the first will be last and the last will be first. Yeah, I, I see the guys as almost more subservient. Yes. Because we are to give our li- literally our lives for yes. our wives. Um, that is the most sacrificial thing that one could be called to do. Yes. Um, and that's obviously and that physical life, give up for your, for your wife, but it's also a daily thing that you're giving yes. up your life and your desires. If you were a husband and you have ever said, I am God's appointed leader in this home, then you're not the leader in the home. It's sort of like that. If you're leading, then someone's following. The idea of leadership is you lead in such a way that people want to follow. They don't question it. We're all in this together. We're all moving this one direction. It's not this dictatorial mandate from the man in charge. And yet that's what we think leadership is. We think CEO and we go, okay, well, that's what it means. Um, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. I, I would see that would be James and John going, which one's going to be the greatest? Because the greatest is going to be the CEO. People are going to have to crawl up and kiss his feet. And Jesus is going, you don't, you don't you, get on your feet, get on your knees and wash your children's feet. Wash your wife's feet. I take great pride. I say pride, but that'd be a sin. And I don't really sin um, in saying that in 37 years, I've never said that. To think that God, and I'm even called, ordained, licensed, but to think that God only speaks to me is ludicrous. I try, I've said this all the time. I, You three kids, even though you're grown with families of your own now, I trust y'all spiritually way more than I trust myself. Your mom speaks great spiritual wisdom. And for me to assume because I'm God's anointed that, nope, God speaks through me and everyone else listens and does what I say would just be imbecilic. Um, therefore, I believe that this, this whole discussion wouldn't even come up if we had more guys that were just serving their wives as opposed to trying to claim ownership of a CEO position. So there's we've got to first of all understand that the man's role of giving himself up his very life up for his family, his wife is probably not probably, but is the more subservient role. Correct. We've got to also secondarily acknowledge that there is, while they don't necessarily use the word, a hierarchy that's established within scripture. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the man rules with this iron fist and is the more important um, 
CEO of the family. And that also does not necessarily mean that the wife can never speak and is barefoot and always kissing your feet, Jimmy. What would happen if Beth Moore's husband would have gone, no, honey, <laughs> no, I would, now you can be a teacher's aide, but uh, I want you home with the kiddos. Well, and there's, there's women even taking leadership within the early church. Well, of course uh, there is. Yep. I mean, it's just so stupid. So we've got to acknowledge this within Scripture, this hierarchy that is suggested, but we can't like immediately go to the extremes and assume husband is all-important yes. CEO and wife doesn't matter at all. We can see where this came from. You know, from, you know, the 1900s, the 1800s, where women were absolutely, well, they couldn't vote. They were absolutely second class citizens. Um, and so within the church, oh, my Lord, that patriarchal kind of society just grabbed a hold of that and said, well, God ordains this. And so we're coming out of that, seeing the, the stupidity of that way of viewing human beings. But now we can't, as you said, just chunk all that because there is biblical um, evidence, so to speak, about a hierarchy. Now, what that hierarchy looks like, what you do with it. Um, it's not clear. So it's, it's, clear. it's up to us to pray through it, ask our Christian community what that looks yeah. like, and then make the decision based on what we believe is best for our home. Yeah. But for especially for today, talking specifically to husbands. Um, your leadership is in your service, not in your dictates. So the more you want to lead, then the more you need to be serving. And wives also, I believe, have got to be serving. It's, you know, it, it kind of goes back to Edricks and that love and respect. When I'm being, and when I feel as though I'm being loved, I got no problem respecting. And when husbands, when I feel respected, I'm in a loving mood. So it's got, well, if you got both husband and wife serving each other, putting each other's needs above their own, this conversation doesn't really ever come up. And so if you find yourself as a person that does go to the extremes, whether it's the man, I am, the all-important figure of my family, decision-maker on everything, and or the woman um, really getting angry with the idea of this word submit um, yeah. and not necessarily, uh, and then kind of railing against that. If you find yourself on those two extremes, I think your focus is in the wrong place. Our focus has to first and foremost be on Jesus as our guide and example. Under Jesus and at the foot of the cross, we're both on the same wavelength in same plane. So we have to focus on Jesus being the head of us all believers. And if we focus on that, in a lot of ways, all of this family stuff and the roles and the dynamics kind of fall into place. Well, if you have a guy... Because we approach things humbly. Correct. If we have a guy that's demanding that he be considered the leader of the home, and if you have a woman, to your point, that just bows up at the thought of submission... Both of those people have pride problems. You know, both of those people would have problems submitting to anybody to include Christ. Because uh, I think just to view these to view these scriptures, you've got to come to them humbly and with an attitude of I'm giving it my best shot. But 
<clears throat> I'm not really sure. Uh, so why don't we just do this? Love all over each other. And if I get that wrong, okay. But to, I, if, for example, I can't, and I'm probably you can't either. I couldn't imagine some major family decision that I would just assume upon myself because I'm the God anointed leader of the home. I just can't imagine that because of the wisdom that God has gave other members of the family and you talk through it and you pray through it and we come to a decision together on it. If I had, if Beth, for example, was putting her foot down about something, I just can't foresee <laughs> uh, for my own physical, physical safety, safety. Exactly. <clears throat> just arbitrarily, unilaterally deciding against my wife. I just, I, I, that doesn't even enter my head, the possibility of that. Because God, the two shall become one. And so we make one decision together. I don't know why this has never been a big deal. Um, but I do know in tons of families, this is a source of a lot of tension and consternation. And for me, what I kind of hesitantly landed on. So if we have the two extremes, we want to get rid of it. We've got to, first of all, seek Christ. And both of us then approach each other humbly because at the foot across, there's, there's, there's no hierarchy. Get it. But once we're there, the mutual submission piece is key for me. Um, we both respect each other. We both um, acknowledge accountability for one another. I think that's also a big and important word there, that both husbands and wives are accountable to each other. Just a second. When you were a kid, did you ever take a magnifying glass and put it on a bug and watch them just squirm and squeal. And this is so weird right now. That because that's that. how both of us feel. We got this topic that is so kind of confusing and convoluted. Yes. And parts of me wants to say, well, the Bible says that women are submit. What we, what's, the, what's the problem? And that man's ahead of the household. And then and, and, and we, well, we're both, it, it's just, you don't want to offend anybody. Correct. People are going to be defended no matter what you say. Someone's going to be defended, I'm sure, Mr. Egalitarian. Uh, is probably frothing at the mouth right now, but the guy asking it would have been complimentary. No, true. But um, it's just difficult to say because you want to really parse your words and you don't want to offend anybody. And it looks different for every family. Yeah. If we've gotten rid of the extremes and we've both are approaching each other humbly at the foot of the cross, preach it. For my family, at least, I, f I feel like it comes down to there might be zero decisions. In the 50 years Katie and I are married, there might be a handful of decisions. So it might come to us, it might not. But there might be a, a moment where both of us feel very strongly in two different directions. And at that moment, hopefully out of a life of service and giving myself up to my wife, Catherine... And again, this is for our family because she kind of falls a little bit more in, in, into this camp. Catherine would at that point say, I trust you. Again, I love you. I've said my point of view. Um, and then allow me to make that decision. Because it, and I think that that's maybe why the hierarchy is, 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 is suggested because at some point someone's got to poop or get off the pot. Like we can't, we can't just, 
be combative and argue and not get anywhere. Sometimes decisions have to be made and no one really wants to make it and someone's got to step up to the plate. True, but I would also say if there was a there's been a gazillion a gazillion decisions that your mother and I did not agree on. Mm-hmm. Um well two gazillion. <laughs> but I don't ever re- remember it coming down to okay. You're the God appointed. That never came into the decision. It's like, okay, well, if it's financial, Beth, you get that better yep. than I do. Yep. I yep. trust you. You got this. Absolutely. Or her going, no, 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 no. We'll just go with what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So we would defer to each other, but it Absolutely. never came down to because you have the Shekinah glory of God hovering around about you. Yes. I couldn't agree with you more. And I guess let me give you an example that I'm thinking about. Several years ago, we went to purchase our now minivan. And the option that was left up to us is purchase an 05 clunker um, or lease a newer vehicle. Um, One was to kind of pay cash. The other was to get into a car. We didn't necessarily have to have repairs. The cost would be low because we were leasing. And then we were thinking about then buying the vehicle at the end of the lease. And we both, it was, we were like 45 hour, uh, you know, 60 minutes in, probably over that, just sitting there back and forth, back and forth. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? There's pros and cons to both. And we just kept going on and on and on. And finally, Katie was just like, you got it. <laughs> it, it wasn't this discussion right. of Shekinah glory of right. God. It, and this is a mean, uh, meaningless decision. It's, right. it's not like moving your family to Africa or something, but it was just a, you got it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that falls under this hierarchy idea or not, but that is, and I no. agree, there are other decisions that yeah. absolutely I defer to Katie. But like I said at the very beginning, there might be zero of these decisions in our life. There might be a handful. But at some point, if I'm to, to, to in my mind, rectify the scriptures that speak to this this hierarchy, there could be some decisions out there that... Katie says, I trust you, have my best interest in mind, have at it. I don't know if they've, uh, they'll right. ever come, well, let but me, that, could, uh, that idea could happen. I'll close with this. Here's a big decision to move our family from one city to another city back when I was doing church work. And what I would deem my leadership me taking the leadership role in that was to pull everybody together, a sixth grader, a fourth grader, and a second grader or whatever it was, and say, okay, guys, here's what's going on. God's given us this opportunity. I'm going to be praying about whether we need to do this, and your mom's going to be praying about it, but I want us all to be praying about it because I think if God's calling me, he's calling everybody. So that's how, but that's how I saw my leadership in that. It not leadership isn't necessarily just telling people what you're going to do, but pulling every so and everybody came back. But there were times that Jesus told his disciples what to do. Yes, and that, I mean we're supposed to. We are called to. Um, well, there's times that a dad tells like people Christ what did. to do. Uh, agreed, and so I guess I'm just throwing that yeah. out there, like. There is that that we can't just miss. True. But I mean, leadership is leadership. Agreed. And to be a leader doesn't necessarily mean telling people what to do. 100% agree. Uh, Therefore, 
I think sometimes it's our misunderstanding of leadership. Yes. Uh, than it would be necessarily whether we are, or we are or mandated by God or not. Um, so anyway, that's where I'm leaving. And but I any feel like complaints need to go to Josh at Dogspot. What is your email address? Um, I feel like we're just leaving it hanging, but that's just kind of the idea of this this topic. This has been a debate for thousands of years because there's no clear right way to conceptualize yeah, I it. Just, I personally don't see it as extremely definitive. Agreed. Because, okay, I'm a wife and I'm going to submit. What does that look like? Just never cutting your hair and wearing a skirt to the ground and just running out and just say, you know, what is that? Is it is it Edith Bunker? Um, you know, just running out to Archie in his chair. What is it? <clears throat> and so since we're asked to do these things and be these things, and yet the precise definition of what that is or what that looks like is not given to us, well, of course, it's left up to debate. Uh, but I think we can all agree that a woman bowing up and saying, I will never, that's more of a heart issue. And a guy bowing up and saying, God put me here and you're going against God if you're going against me, that is a pride, that is a heart Absolutely. issue. So it can't be those. We've, we're all equal at the foot of the yeah. cross. So let's come together in the middle uh, and just love on each other and serve each other. If we're both, if we're everybody serving everybody, this doesn't even come yeah, up. Yeah, we're good to go. We'll just, hey, when we get to heaven, hey, Jesus, where'd Cain get his wife? And by the way, about that subjective thing, who's supposed to subject uh, submit themselves? Uh, it's just not going to come up. Guys, we hope you uh, appreciate the show today. Uh, or and you were you just frustrated it. by it. Um, we're actually going to have, if you found this to be interesting or f something rang true for you, we're going to have three or four kind of where do you go from here um, at paradoxpodcast.com. So be sure to sh check out the episode page on our website. If you'd like more information about following us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, you can also find that information at paradoxpodcast.com. And... Fearless Parenting. It is available on Amazon yeah, right Amazon. now to pre-order. You can pre-order Jimbo and George Barna's book. Um, I was just looking through fantastic. the very final on a printed page copy, making the last couple of corrections on things. So uh, it's getting close. All right, guys. Take care. See ya. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescarr.com. If you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. A well-watered woman is a woman who is fed and watered by the things that last forever, which is the Word of God. Um, I love the idea of Jesus being the living water in the bread of life. I just think he gave us so many beautiful pictures that we can literally come to the well. Isaiah 55 says to come and to drink and to buy and to eat of the, all of the things that are going to satisfy us forever.